The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Well, you are tuned in to your favorite, well, I'm your favorite, wow. and Mike is just along for the ride, but welcome back to the Not So Newlywed Podcast. This is episode two, and I am really excited because we have one of my favorite people on the show. Definitely. Yep. Kind of like my boss man. Kind of <laughs> like my friend. Like a co-host. Whoa, London is here too. Jesus. Wow. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hello, listeners. I am Jeremy, um, one half of the Crown and College podcast, one third of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, and um, Candace's uh, kind of sort of boss, uh, for real, for real friend. And I'm excited and happy to be here. Woo. We got we glad to have you here. Boy, niggas did upgraded their whole podcast life. Right. Making more jobs than a Jamaican. Right. Well, you know, when you do podcastery. Nigga, VP, nigga got a nine to five. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> huh? Nigga, kick it. Nigga, go to this business. <laughs> Your life is full and bountiful. Listen, I, I'll be one tired ass field hand, okay? And on top of that, he never stopped sounding like motor oil. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be your own niggas. Hey, no, I had to sneak one in. But I, so listen, this week I wanted to have, like, Jeremy is is my friend for a few reasons, but primarily because um, he's not a piece of shit. And, like, I mean that from, like, the bottom of my heart. I'm not even being funny. When it comes to issues pertaining to black people, black women, the LGBTQ community, um, and things of that nature, Jeremy is one of those people who um, does does not do his best to use his male privilege to constantly uh, hold back those marginalized groups. And so... I really wanted to have him on because I feel like his dating experience, I hate, I know we overuse the term woke, but I feel like his dating experience as a man who does not womanize, who's not homophobic, and, you know, who's not just out here being an all-around terrible human being, I feel like it's got to be, it got to get difficult at times because. <laughs> oof, 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 <laughs> oof, the ghetto. So, but, uh, like, niggas. niggas. <laughs> Listen, using this gender gender neutral, niggas and flies, I do despise. The more I'm around niggas, the more I hate flies. Yeah, because <laughs> you know what's like. So being on like, I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say in my in my heyday, I kind of had some pick me qualities. Uh, so now of uh, being older and definitely understanding not just the plight of myself as a woman. But women around me, women that I don't know, 
And um, ooh, Jesus, shit rough. If you if you out here single, the ghetto. Well, it's, it's, it's just tough, like unlearning a lot of the things that you're fed, you know, just growing up and what you see about relationships and what you think relationships are supposed to be, or even what you think roles are supposed to be as far as gender terms and things of that nature. It, it, it takes you a lot to kind of unlearn some of that stuff and then, you know, um, apply uh, an open mind to certain instances and certain things as i know it took took that for me for a lot of stuff um yeah definitely um i um you know it's crazy like um uh, for us you know and i appreciate um the kind words you said friend i mean i ain't shit but i ain't shit in a comedic way i mean you know what i mean uh y'all listen to us on ratchet rambling so you know what i mean but it, but the point being um and I, I say this all the time, like I learned a lot of stuff Any any wokeness, quote unquote, I have one. I have to give um, a lot to my dad. Uh, that nigga is a 73 year old cishet black man. And every day I try to be at least half of the of the man, father and human being that he is. So he is a big um, reason why I am. You know, as aware as I am of a lot of stuff now, and I'm still learning. Uh, and then two, um, just you know, I feel like as you get older, you should. Uh, I'm gonna say should because Lord knows, Ooh, you know. But uh, you should um, grow and evolve, and uh, particularly being a, a, a cishet black man, like unlearning um, a lot of the privileges and and understanding that um even though you're not actively being you know misogynistic or actively being homophobic or transphobic and what have you um just the the system of that stuff that you're born into just knowing that you know even if i cross the street and i'm not actively you know trying to cat call or street harass a woman that just my presence you know being a man could be um unsettling for her because you know statistically you know and there's facts to back this stuff up and i know the the men's of twitter's getting they um bunches about this phrase but you know statistically you know men are trash so if i'm crossing the street and a woman you know may be unsettled by me you know while i'm not you know actively posing a threat to her just because I am a man and the fears that she may have, you know, encountering with other men or so she's been cat called street harassed um, or unfortunately worse, you know, that's something that you have to swallow and unpack and just do your best to not contribute to it um, and understand that you might, you know, just you being around might be triggering something within women and stuff. So yeah. it's, a, it's a process. And, I, and and you know what? One thing I've been seeing is that um, women sadly contribute a lot to some of this behavior that needs to be unlearned. And I uh, even yeah. while you know we interact with other women and things of that nature, and so with that being said, I just know that that makes that can make dating hard between 
the way men behave in between the way women are socialized to date and think love should go i just want to uh i just want to understand what <laughs> what dating is like for you but from a like from certain angles so one of my <laughs> one of my favorite topics to have with people on and off the internet is like social media dating and and you know apps like tinder and uh plenty of fish uh i mean it's some other ones so yay or nay um for me um i would say yay um first of all i'm for dating however uh, people see fit um but specifically as it goes to this topic um i'm yay um, I've done, and I know I'm skipping ahead, ahead just a little bit. Um, I've done um, dating through social media like Twitter and stuff, and I've just recently started uh, dating apps. Um, and this, um, it's been an experience to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been it's been interesting. It's been interesante. <laughs> So I'm going to tell you, like, I have a problem with social media dating. Um, And that's, that's, that's across, that's across any platform. (laughs) (laughs) That's across any platform. So it's like Facebook, uh, but you fool the ghetto with Facebook. The section eight of Facebook. You date somebody on Facebook. God bless you. Oof. Type of, special type of stupid on Facebook, but good, good the hell look. I like Twitter, Instagram, Plenty uh, Fish, Tinder, um, things of that nature. I I don't see the issue as long as you have common sense is what it is for me. Like as like we always talk about it. We talk about this uh, on you talk about it on Crown and College. We talk about it on Ratchet Ramblings discernment. Ooh, you won't have all these horror stories, fly out stories, uh, getting robbed, getting catfished, all this kind of stuff. Like I have, like I've been catfished one time, and that was way, way back in like before. This was before Twitter. This was like this was when Yahoo had personals. This was this was before uh, this was before hashtag. Uh, down in the this was, this was after AIM. Okay. This was like right when Yahoo Messenger had picked up Steam and Yahoo Personals was a thing. And I had a little profile on there. <sighs> that shit scarred me for life. <laughs> we, never, fall, we fall down, but we get up, friend. Little ass two door Honda Civic. And being <laughs> so big, he was filling in my seat. With a Hawaiian shirt on, with an afro, some some fat man khakis on, and some lugs. <laughs> and we went to see Tony Rock perform at the Improv. Oh, y'all went to a comedy show? Oh, this shit was really like the Nutty Professor or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what? Hell yeah. <laughs> but listen, the reason, and the reason he got clowned so bad, though, he had the most obnoxious laugh. It was like, huh, 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 huh. Oh, and like, oh, no. like, my man's, what's up? 
Then he was like, look at this fat motherfucker. He got the nerve to be on a date. He probably had to drug her to get her here. You gonna give my man some pussy tonight? I hope not. Like, I was so fucking embarrassed. Then we went to dinner and the nigga ate off my plate. I'm the plate eater. <laughs> like, and it wasn't a fry. The nigga picked up my hamburger and was like, let me taste this. Like, oh, no. He picked up my hamburger. Oh, that's the, that's the end of the hamburger right there. I didn't eat no more. <laughs> 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 my house, my mom sleep. No, I don't want to come back to your house. My mom sleep. My mom sleep. I never used that line before, but I should have tried that. That's a good one. My mom sleep. When I'm getting out the car, I turn around and say, you know, like thanks, good night. I ain't wanna be no bitch about it. This motherfucker whipped out the littlest ass dick I ever seen. It was like, you sure you don't want to come back with me? I was like, yo, I got the, this is, oh. I'm so good, that, love. Enjoy. Yeah, I'm good. That scarred me for a long time until like. You probably ain't even get on the internet for at least a year. I didn't. <laughs> I like deleted my MySpace. <laughs> when you delete your MySpace. Yeah, because this was when MySpace was getting hot. So I deleted my MySpace. And uh, what's your child doing? Being bad, uh, and that was the end of that. But now I feel like with so much technology, there's no reason for you to get catfished. The fact that the show Catfish still comes on is still a mystery to me. If you're getting catfished in 2018, then that's there's something wrong with you. Like you obviously are just looking to get hurt. I feel like people are just desperate uh, for companionship sometimes. That's what leads to a lot of this stuff is just that desperateness within them. They they want to be with somebody so bad. They want to make connections that they'll overlook obvious signs of, you know, dishonesty. Listen, listen. That's the only thing I can think of of why people are still getting catfish. It's not because it's not because they they're stupid. Because I, it's because they're completely ignoring the signs in, in because the age, they want to have hope in the age of selfies you cannot believe that this person only got modeling pictures <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no 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 so I, yeah i feel like if you're if you're not like you said if you're not desperate and you're you're just you know exploring your options but if, you know, it's kind of like if something comes of it, cool. If not, you know, cool. On to other things. I feel like you have a, you'll have, enjoy your time, like, on these sites better versus, yeah. like, trying to force something to happen and trying to force your way into a relationship that's going to turn into marriage or something like that. Like, when you just enjoying it for what it is and seeing where it goes, then it's cool. But yeah. a lot of people don't have that. Uh, like they have a sense of urgency within themselves, like a, a ticking clock or something. Um, when it comes to relationships, like stuff has to happen within a certain time frame for them, or they have to do certain things within a t- certain. Like it's it's that inside, like they're in their head about it. Yeah. So it's not really a. I don't want to say I don't want to say that they're forcing it, but they're. <clears throat> well, I guess they are forcing it though. Uh, but they're basically just like 
putting themselves in situations to where they can they they can feel like they have hope, and then they end up getting taken advantage of. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because the, the, those are the people that are typically pretty genuine. Yeah. And then they end up turning into some like emotional psychos and shit like that. Like they become highly insecure, highly jealous, highly weird. I feel like you got to be a criminal mastermind to like catfish in 2018 now. Like you, <laughs> even that or even that or a Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> It's something. It's it's something because it's like it's some like how can I say this without being ain't shit? Because I try to keep my a lot of my ain't shit off this show. Right, because it's not that show. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the ugliest motherfuckers on social media get love is honestly the truth. Like this is we're in a period where like you they tell you, like you always heard of somebody for everybody, but social media actually makes that possible because you are amongst people that you might not have otherwise been in contact with without social media. So to feel like you have to catfish somebody or take advantage of somebody or lie to somebody to get their love and affection and attention is really weird because some of the most homeless niggas alive be getting booed up on Twitter. Well, it's all about personality on on Twitter, on a lot of these sites, especially with Twitter. It's it's about personality. So you don't have to be attractive or have a lot of money. You just got to have or seemingly have (laughs) uh, charisma and be personable with people. You got to be able to relate to, to people and, you know. People have to like you. You have to be able to make people like you with just your personality. Yeah, I was. I had a caveat to that. The the craftness of the personality, Mike. Because you also got to remember that's that's the key to this catfish conversation. It's easy to craft your personality on uh, on Twitter, um, which is also one reason why I love you know podcasting and love what we do um, because. Anybody can sell you um, in, uh, a personality. Anybody can sell you a, a, a product. But when it's genuine, like anybody that w- looks at my tweets, like if they listen to Crown of Call-Ups or Ratchet Ramblings, you know, they going to get me. They going to get me when I'm serious. They going to get me when I'm joking. And it's and like I can't fake my personality, you know, how I am on social media or in real life, you know. First of all, can't nobody. First of all, I can't fake sounding like Grizz. That's number one. <laughs> so, you know what I mean. But I do. Uh, going back to your point, I think that's kind of why how some people get taken advantage of because uh, I think people want to believe that people are decent, um, and I'm not, you know, shaming them for that or whatever. Um, but it's real easy for people to craft what they think you want to hear or think you want to see. Yeah. on social media and then behind closed doors they're a goddamn psychopath. Yeah, especially if you're being genuine because people can read that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, but like we said, a lot of people in they I don't want to say des- desperation but in feeling that they have to meet like societal standards and yep. societal time frames they kind of get discernment and end up in bad situations on social media. Yeah. And and that and like 
sometimes I feel like uh, if it's too good to be true, it likely is on social media. Oh, all the time. Like, like people chase the people that they feel are flawless. Like, oh, they fine. Oh, they seem to have money. Oh, they can fly me out. Oh, they talk about how good their sex is. Oh, they they dress like this. They drive like this. And then it's like you get behind closed doors and they just a whole ass terrible person who just look good on the outside, but the inside is jacked up. So that's why I'm like I said, like I'm all for dating on social media and using dating apps and things of that nature. I think it's cool. I think um, it, but you it, have it, to use discernment. You have to use discernment. And you and it, you have to know how to uh, be. You know how to, you have to know how to swim above the the other school of fish mm-hmm. at times. Like it, it, it has a good competitive spirit to it as well. Like there's a lot of pretty people on the internet. It's, it's a lot of well, it's not a lot of smart people. but in terms of like at first glance like you you come across a lot of attractive people on social media but like okay so you pretty now what that kind of that kind of reminds me of one of my favorite tweets ever (laughs) it's not not, listen mr social media listen it's not it's not terrible no it's not a terrible tweet i just said um you're going to get all the physical features you want in a significant other, and they're going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still think that holds true, because when you're, when you're searching for certain... If you're just basing it off physical looks, you, you're never going to get the person that is best for you. Right. Uh, I'll give you an example of that. Like Before, uh, before my, um, my last relationship... There was somebody that I was pursuing, uh, and they were local, but I, you know, they were physically attractive, you know, my type and stuff. And then all of a sudden, one day, uh, I saw her um, being transphobic, and I was like, you know what? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've, I've experienced that as well. Like, you date somebody like that. First of all, like, cause I know like people could blow things out of proportion. Physically, Mike is my type. Like, if I had a type, Mike fit it. Like, brown skin, he got a beard, kind of tall, he's slender. Like, he's my type. However, um, I've had my type before, and they have just been like completely wrong for me. So it's like, but when I when I met Mike, I just wasn't looking for like it. Just wasn't about the physical. It was like, okay, you make me laugh. Okay, I don't ever, I don't see you on Twitter being homophobic. Um, I don't see you getting into drag outs with women and disrespecting them. And I don't see you exposing people, exposing women, even when y'all fall out and shit like that. Like, I don't know your, I don't. That's right. Horrible. I don't do that. Look at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, 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 yeah, but but that's what it was. Like it was a, it was beyond the physical. So that's uh that's why I'm just kinda like I said, I'm for it but with discernment. Mm-hmm. Which so do you have any horror stories uh, with with dating on social media, Jeremy? 
Um, to be perfectly honest, I really don't. Um, for the most part, um, except for maybe one incident that Candace know I can't really talk about on L. Um, hashtag keep it out message. But uh, other than that, my experience um, talking to or um, either dating um, women from social media, um, just on, like on Twitter, um, it's been pretty positive for the most part. Because um, for the most part, um, it either you know works out and you know it leads to a relationship. Um, and even if that relationship ends, um, you know it's not a big fallout, and um, you know it's no you know going back and forth, being petty, exposed, and stuff stuff and people and I pretty much have a good relationship with pretty much damn near everybody that I've dated so you know it hasn't really been any horror stories um, yeah. except for that one story but mm, Candace no I can't talk about that on now <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so that's, oh, moving on um, <laughs> about that. so that like that brings me to the next topic which I, I'm pretty, we pretty well versed in long distance relationships. Oof. Oof. Oof, child. Oof. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I, listen, I have been in multiple long distance relationships. Same. Oh. Oof, child. That might have been my middle name here. It didn't work out with Mike. I was about to become a nun. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have no more gas in the tank for this long distance shit or this dating shit. Like I, I was, I was tired. I was like, I'm tired, boss. Like, is we in love or not? Uh, I was drinking my life away before this. So, <laughs> listen, we, we love a self aware king. <laughs> so. I, what would you say is like one of the hardest things about long distance relationships? Hard, for, uh, speaking from my personal experience, because long distance relationship might as well be my middle name shit. Uh, one of the hardest things uh, is the financial aspect of it, um, especially in this economy. Um, long distance relationships require um, they require a lot of funds, um, and somebody got to move, uh, if not both of y'all. Um, but that's one of the biggest things, uh, setting aside money, uh, setting aside PTO, setting aside specific dates and stuff. It takes a lot of time, um, a lot of communication, and most importantly, also to end as well, a lot of money. So, that's, so you no, Go ahead. You brought up a good point that I hadn't even thought about until you just said it. You you lose spontaneity in long distance relationships. Mm, yeah, because it's like you, you got to plan everything. Everything is planned, and, and not to say that you lose fun in a relationship, but that's one thing that you get to have when you're local with somebody or at least within an acceptable driving distance is right. like, oh, babe, I surprised you. We going to so-and-so. Oh, babe, let's do so-and-so. Like, when you long distance, you ain't no popping up. 
fuck around and hop on the plane. Somebody like, oh, babe, I'm out of town for work. <laughs> you like, wait, what? what right. you got a whole new girlfriend here now. Whoa. Huh? No. Whoa. Okay. That got dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like one of the one of the biggest things for me, um, when you know, when I'll say when Mike and I were long distance because uh all the others were failures and they don't really count now. Like I've stricken them from the record. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an itch a itch a sketch, wax on, wax on. Yeah, pretty much. But one of the one of the, the key things that uh was was difficult for us was that when Mike and I started dating, you know, anybody who knows me or is even a little close to me know, knows that back in 2015 I got really sick really quickly. And that was at the time when Mike and I started dating and um that was hard on us because Mike wanted to be here for a lot of this stuff and he just couldn't be. You know, he wanted to be at the doctor's appointments and things like that. And then it, you know, would really let me know he was like, not to say I never did think he was a keeper, but one of the things that really stood out to me was like, he flew in for Thanksgiving and not specifically for Thanksgiving, but he came in because I had a series of doctor's appointments that he wanted to be there for. But when you think about stuff like that, like in emergency situations, you, you sometimes you just cannot you can't be there and that will take a toll on you when you really love somebody knowing that you can only console them through through the telephone or you know an electronic device and that can you know that that gets strenuous so that was that was one of the biggest pros for me and even you know when he would have stuff going on or you know I would, you know, feel feel guilty that I couldn't just up and drop what I was doing and hop on the plane and, you know, like you said, you got put in the PTO, you got booked the flight, you gotta, you know, you gotta get on. The you gotta. Damn. A lot of that is that it's a lot on you over a long period of time. So. A uh, affection in person and stuff like really like like you said like if you really like need somebody there for you like shit if you just need you know sometimes you you know people you know you just need a hug or something and that person's not there it can really take a, a toll because it's only so much you know on the phone and FaceTime is gonna be able to do yeah it's only so many emoji hugs is gonna hold you over yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can't send them I can't send emoji hugs to a therapist. Yeah, would you so uh, about the pros though? So we talked about the cons, but the pro. So are there any pros to to long distance? What? uh, So you before we moved to Denver, you lived in Myrtle Beach, and Myrtle Beach is really beautiful. So for me, it was always like vacationing because I was always at the beach. You know, shit wasn't about me; it was about the beach. Cool. Um, you mad? You big uh, mad, Jeremy? You big mad. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, getting to see, you know, getting to travel to, you know, and spend time with somebody. Hmm. And um, let me say this: long distance relationship sex is very fucking amazing because you have got to get it in before you take your ass back home. Mm. Vacations be lit than a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, the the, the, the sex on the vacation because you ain't getting you ain't getting the uh, tired from work sex. Got to cook dinner, clean up, and pay bills sex. That's that's vacation sex. And then you're not in your own place either, so not you yet. get a little bit yeah. more risque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. Be- ain't nothing better than having having a uh, long distance vacation sex in a hotel and you ain't got to clean up the shit afterwards. Let's talk about it. Listen, yeah, you, you ain't got damn. It's like when you. <laughs> it's like when your job. It's like when your job offer offer a PTO. You like oh. <laughs> you got to hit the little oozy. The little oozy uh, shoulder shrug. You yeah, like oh. Get sassy. Oh, you! Oh, you! Oh, you! You gonna you gonna ask me extra time to show out? Okay. Oh, you nasty, nasty! <laughs> I, was, I was just I, I was gonna do that anyway because that's just how I am. But since you insisted, that's <laughs> my type of carrying on. <laughs> I think the other part is like. The other pro is when you don't, when you aren't in the same place with somebody all of the time, you have to communicate. Mm-hmm. It, like, if you are not a good communicator, it's either going to go really bad really quickly mm-hmm. or you're going to learn to communicate better. Right. That's the one thing that um, really, because, you know, it ain't nothing worse. I mean, shit, people have being like... <laughs> 10 minutes, 10 minute drives of the people that they may be dating and they, and the communication is the fuck terrible. So yeah. that's one pro that a long distance relationship can help. It's really going to test your communication and it's really going to push you to be a good communicator with your partner because in long distance relationship shit, communication is it, if you ain't got no communication, you ain't got nothing. Communication yeah. is the whole relationship. Pretty yeah. damn much. That's everything. Pretty damn much. <laughs> I, I remember like I remember how our communication had evolved as we started dating and you know getting really really deeper into the relationship because uh we used to be some real petty fighting motherfuckers just some on some real well you ain't text me first so I ain't text you type shit and then it was like okay this is counterproductive than a motherfucker we could have <laughs> just been on the phone by now we could have been facetiming and so just over time, it was like, uh, y'all either going to work together or against each other. And that's them, your, them is your options. You don't have shit else after that. And so I feel like I feel like we did become much better uh, communicators, especially Mike, because Mike is a real close to the chest type of person. He not going to tell you too much of nothing. Like he he don't he always keep his feelings and his thoughts to himself. So well, I was gonna say he keep his thoughts and feelings in his fitted, but that can work too. Yeah, in his Tims. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like a a part a part of it like a part of his communication now is because. Um, we he didn't have a choice but to communicate when we was long distance. You can't you can't keep everything close to your chest when a person can't see you dating. And you know what I'm saying? You have to talk and you have to say what's on your mind and what's bothering you and what's not and you know shit like that. So that was a that was a good thing. Correct. 
it still got on my nerves, but I mean, it was I cool. I still get on your nerves now. That's true. Huh. That's real true. It's my job. It's an unpaid internship. Word <laughs> to All right. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, so one of the other things, like this, is what people talk say about long distance relationships on Twitter a lot, and it's the fidelity aspect. And people be like, "If you're in a long distance relationship, the person cheating." So, are you really in a relationship? And I'm like, uh. I don't feel like that's necessarily true, though. Not a hundred percent of the time. It probably happens more than often. Um, but uh, I don't feel like that's necessarily true. So, did you, so like, I'm going to ask both of y'all, and this is no judgment zone, trust me. Even when you was in a relationship and it was long distance, did you still keep, like, I don't want to call them hoes, but, like, the chicks that, like, might have had a little thing for you, like, did you still communicate with them because you didn't have the, the privilege of having the person that you really wanted around on a regular basis? What age bracket are you asking me this question at? I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I told you this is judging and free zone. I'm saying in general. In general, any of your long distance relationships. Oh, yeah, of course. Same. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> When I was like 22 to like 20, 25, 26, um, I mean, I had, I had just moved from uh, New York to Philly and I was immature as shit. So, yes. Okay. <laughs> like, I was definitely seriously. older than that and still kept my options open. <laughs> well, then I was living in South Carolina. It wasn't yeah. really no option. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Number the corn and lynching yeah. down there. Yeah. And it's like uh, black women with no teeth, you good. Ooh, black women with no teeth. I mean, yeah, maybe that. an ankle tax time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what about you, Jeremy? Did you did you still keep like women around that you know might have had a little thing for you because you just was like, eh, what the fuck? Um, no, actually. Um, I was single, I was doing my thing, I was in a relationship, um, I cut off the... Robocop. Cut off. one. Hold on. Give yourself a second. Okay. Not again. Okay. Hey, I ain't never heard Robocop of the country accent. Hilarious. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, okay. You cut but, your options off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when I was single, you know, I was single. I was doing, you know, who going to check me, boo? But, you know, while I was in a relationship, uh, I did stop communicating. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, that's the one thing, like, because um, I do see people uh, saying that about long-distance relationships have been. For me, I never had a problem being faithful um that's just me like i was like hey if i'm with you i'm with you like i you know and when you know when i'm single you know i'm single but if i'm you know in a committed relationship like i you know i had no problem cutting people off and you know being faithful 
Yeah, I don't think 24-year-old me would call it a problem, but... <laughs> it ain't right, but I understand. It's not right, though. Yeah, it's definitely not. I think, I think why I never had a hard time being faithful in a long-distance relationship was because even when I was single, I wasn't breaking my neck to fuck with any and everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's a headache in itself. Discernment. Discernment. So, I was just kind of like, yeah... Nah, I mean, and plus niggas are annoying. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, niggas definitely annoying. So yeah, I, didn't, I never, I never had that issue. I, I feel like, I feel like fidelity is a, is a, is a choice. Like it's one that you actively make in it with purpose. Like when you cheat, you you choose to cheat, and when you faithful, you choose to be faithful because you wait. If you smart, if you got some common sense, and we know a lot of people don't, Fuck you wait options and be like, all right, is it is this is it really worth fucking in my relationship for this? Fuck around and be like Kurt Frost. You you kind of you kind of grow grow into learning. Yeah, um, you got you unlearn all the if you once you unlearn all the shit that men are told they should do. Like you gotta have a certain amount of women, and you gotta, you gotta run through them. And yeah, like, I, I now I never really, uh, I never really got into that aspect of like running through women. Um, but me, you, I um, that was the same thing. Like when you brought up like catcalling, like I never did that shit either. Like I, don't, I never felt comfortable. Shit, I don't want to be bothered when I'm out trying to do some shit. <laughs> You know, the, so like funny story, quick story here. So like the first time me and Mike hung out, I had like, so my, my family has like a timeshare in Myrtle Beach. And so they go on vacation every year for like two weeks or whatever. So I was like, you know, Mike and I have been friends for like years at this point. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be coming down there. My family is on vacation. So let me tell you how I bitch my family to hang out with Mike that whole time I was there. They was mad than the motherfucker. They was like, damn, is you going to spend any time with us? <laughs> <laughs> but the, when me and Mike hung out, like, the, we hung out that weekend, like, when Chicks was, like, trying to talk to him, like, he was not trying to be bothered. Like, he was also like, damn, can I enjoy my drink? Like, <laughs> doing so it's kind of like I like I said like I feel like if, if men actually take the time to unlearn a lot of the shit they've been socialized to do where women are concerned like cheating will become um will faith being faithful will become easy to do like I don't know I I just men gotta be better <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of room to grow, I'll say. Lots. Lots of room to grow. Tons. So. Some niggas don't ever grow out of that, though. That's just dumb. Yeah, they just die yeah. stupid, which. Uh, I mean. If they collateral die, damage. Collateral damage. <laughs> <laughs> you know. God got insurance, I guess. I don't know. Let's hope. These niggas be taking out pay their loans after they die. Oof, the ghetto. Shout out to whole term life insurance. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so would you if you if you met the right girl would you would you do long distance again if yes you know do you have like time frame stipulations like okay you we got a year if in a year we good somebody got to move or do we like i mean you you cool but um, i got to stay local now like where are you at with that in 2018 um to do a long distance um relationship again personally i would um myself have to be in a better financial situation um and also i would um it would have to be some one somebody has to move um and it doesn't um I would say maybe from like a year or a year and a half, that's probably my limit. Um, but as of right now, um, you know, with the little dating that I am doing, I'm trying to do it a little local um, because pretty much all my re past relationships have been long distance. Um, and um, yeah, I think it's for me right now, uh, <clears throat> The little dating that I am doing, I'm going to try to keep it local, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But it's got to be, I would have to be in a better financial situation than I am right now, personally, before I would try it again. Because that shit is oof, oof. Yeah. If you find somebody in the right place, though, you might got like a, uh, so, you, might, you might find some deals. Well, so the crazy thing is, one of the he in one of the hot spots here in Atlanta. Yeah. So yeah. it's just kind of like, who, do you? Do you really hey, I see why it's hard for you to find somebody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I, that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing against Atlanta. It's just overpopulated. Yeah, and it's it's like it's like. Nigga city, like yes, a lot of men, and not even saying, and not even saying like just like gay men, but it's like a lot of men, men in Atlanta. All the women are strippers. Like what? That oh. wasn't. He could date a stripper. That's why I wasn't saying anything about that. I was just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I know people like they do a lot of oh, it's a lot of gay men down there. There's just a lot of men in Atlanta. Like well, the thing, the thing with Atlanta is one. Like, first of all, uh, Atlanta the the infrastructure for Atlanta was never designed for the population. The, the population and how prosperous the city is. Like the thing about um, Atlanta is, it's a lot to do in Atlanta. It's a um, far as like things that you want to do with someone you're dating and a significant other or whatever. It's a great city for that. Cause shit it's damn near a concert here. Every goddamn, every goddamn week shit to be perfectly honest. But the thing is with the infrastructure and bait and with people's commute and just like life to life shit, it's, it can be an exhausting city. Like for me, shit, I go to, I, I live on one side. I live on the East side of Atlanta. I work on the West side. My commute, because the traffic is fucking two hours every oh, almost right. with depending, depending, depending. Well, I'm, being, well, being a, I'm being a little facetious, but depending, oof, oof. 
Is this but, like total or one way? Total. Okay. Oh, okay. Total. Okay. So an hour, an hour there, and an hour back. That's a lot, though. That's draining. Yeah, yeah. That's how, and that's what I was getting to. Like with with people's commute and work and stuff, it can be draining for a lot of people. Where you like, do I really have the energy to be trying to goddamn date and shit? Like, I got this nine to five and shit. For some people, it's nine to five plus a side gig and stuff, and this it can be a lot. So it can be while Atlanta, the, where the metro Atlanta area, it's a. Um, Career-wise, it's a good city. Um, activity stuff like it's it's a it's a booming populace and a booming city, but it can also be an exhausting and draining city. So that also is why you know you and then also when tying it a little bit back to social media, um, Atlanta Twitter can be very very small, very very small. So you got the again again that that good discernment. So. Yeah. Um, it, it can it can it can be a lot it can be a lot yeah i i can see that uh i don't like to be honest like i don't ever see um me moving from this part of the country and if i do is it's gonna be to the south so i always understand when people from the south be like nah i'm, I'm not nope <laughs> <laughs> I'm not moving up north. No, thank you. Have a yeah. good day. See you later. Thank you so much for playing. Good night. God bless. Bye bye. No. I'm good, love. Enjoy. Because when you look at the cost of living up north and what you get compared to what you get in the south and in this part of the country, like Denver is expensive, but a lot of shit is new. You know, it's new. And you getting bang for your buck. And so, that's, uh, and it, I mean, shit, even here, like, I'm, cause I'm not, um, originally from Atlanta. I'm from, uh, <laughs> I'm from, uh, the small Southwest country of Georgia. Um, and I moved to, uh, I have relatives up here in um, Atlanta and I moved here in 2015. And for what I'm making, like, one of my paychecks could buy me, uh, like in my hometown, one of my paychecks could buy me a nice ass house in like my hometown. Like yes. that's just the. I'm, I'm curious. Now. What's the name of your hometown? The, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, the name the, the name of my hometown is. <laughs> the name of my hometown is Montezuma, Georgia. Montezuma. Yes, that is 20 minutes away from America's Georgia, which is the hometown of Saron Russell on Twitter, part of the Decepticons. Oh, okay. okay. So that's why me and Saron both sound like slaves, because we're from the same area. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's hilarious. But from what, for like what, what, I'm, what I'm making here, Back home, I could like buy a nice ass house. I mean, not in a rinky-dink house, obviously, but but like a nice ass house, I could buy that like straight up. So, but yeah, up north, like Philly, New York, ooh, ooh, you need at least you need a, a full income. You need four people with income just to afford a, a damn apartment in New York. That is that shit is wild. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless, unless you like living upstate or something, it's not worth it. So, yeah. 
Excuse me, I guess we go on to the next topic now then. No. Uh, so no, no, no. no. Oh, oh. So we was done with that. No, we are, but so what is one of your favorite love songs? Oh yeah. Ah, um ooh. So old or new, it don't matter. So I so this is this is this is my type of carrying on here. Uh cause I because <clears throat> Because I did my due diligence when my friend sent me the show notes, I did uh, pick a five. Um, and these are in no particular order, but uh, Luther, uh, so amazing. Um, uh, MJ is the lady of my life. Oh. Um, As by Stevie Wonder. Um, Love Ballad, LT, LTD, and Jeffrey Osborne. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Round Out My Five will be Ribbon in the Sky, but not Stevie's work version, intro's version, because I prefer that version more. True. But that's my that's my five. And honestly, Did it's... Did Donnell Jones it, do Ribbon in the Sky? Say what? Did Donnell Jones do Ribbon in the Sky? No, he did knock me off my feet, and I prefer that uh, version over Stevie's version. Yeah, me too. Cool. You know, you know. Not to get too off topic, I love Stevie, and he is a legend. But a lot of his songs sound better sung by other people. We understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man, I'm not about to disrespect Stevie like that. We're not. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit my ass over here. (laughs) (laughs) It's not disrespect. We love Stevie. We stand. A musical legend, a writer, a producer, and all of that. Correct. Oh. And I mean, if it's not all songs, you know, it's just certain oh. songs. Certain songs do sound better sung by uh, more it's powerful voices. Yes, it's just certain songs because can't nobody do ads like Steve. I don't give a damn. Yeah, no. It's just certain songs. Certain songs. Just certain ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so to round out the episode, because <laughs> I want to know, like, I had a few questions for you, for somebody who has unlearned a lot of the harmful misogyny and patriarchy and things like that. So how does that affect your dating life? Ooh, uh, ooh, well, that's, um, it's. Um, it's, it has changed, um, what I look for, um, far as partners goes, um, cause first, cause I don't, first of all, I don't tolerate, um, any homophobia or transphobia. That's number one. Um, that's kind of one of the first things I look for. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like approach it like off bat, like, let me know your politics, you know, all that. But I will, you know, progress the conversation and weave it in because I want to know. Because, like, I don't want to, and it kind of goes back to something that uh, Mike said, like, I don't want to get somebody that I'm physically attracted to. Then when we talk about social issues, then she more or less is a Republican in blackface. Like, I don't want, like, I don't want to deal with that shit because it's a no. It's a no. I'm good, love, enjoy. So... (laughs) I, I just think about um, you ha- having that as one of like your 
uh, qualities that you're looking for. I, I'm just thinking about it to myself, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure if I would really trust a woman that was homophobic or transphobic. It's just, it's just, it's, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's off-putting, but it's like, uh, I, I wouldn't, I don't understand that kind of thinking. Because, because black women have a lot of the, have similar struggles with the community. Like, they yeah. deal with a lot of, um, they deal with a lot of isms. Yeah, and a, lot, so, a lot of isms, a lot of phobics, a lot of phobics. So to, for you to push phobic genders forward for a marginalized group, like it's not a man waiting to punch you in the mouth if you don't give him your phone number, but you, you got jokes for a man that want to punch a trans woman in the mouth just because she trans, uh, it's low. You, you, it's low hanging fruit, and I don't want to. You don't want to be bothered with somebody who who don't even understand that they dealing with the same type of issues and struggles. It's like, bitch, are you retarded? Yeah, like, it's something. Like, you for real? You sound dumb. Yeah, it's something that I don't um, that I don't tolerate. Like I don't. It's like I said, like that story I told. Like it was that one um, woman I was interested in. Um, and it was like when I first moved to Atlanta, like she she lived in Atlanta, thought about shooting my shot. Then, and as a matter of fact, this was around the time when, uh, not the exact time, but I want to say maybe like a few months after when uh, when Caitlyn Jenner um, first announced her transition and came out and stuff. And, and, you know, she's problematic in her own ways, but like you can call her, one thing you can do, you can call her out on her, you know, problematic ways without being transphobic and that and, and that woman that I was interested in um she was pretty homo I mean not homophobic on transphobic she referred to Caitlyn as a it and I was like you know what I'm good love you know because I thought about shooting my shot but it's just that's something I can't I can't tolerate you know what I mean like I can't um that's one of my 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 um excuse me that's one of my my requirements like you can't be homophobic you can't be transphobic um you also can't be you also can't have internalized misogyny um because that's a put off um like that's why i don't really um really fuck with like pick me twitter you know quote unquote or whatever or you know some women that like i don't Excuse me. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't fuck with a lot of females, and I don't have a lot of women friends. So. I said, I cook skittles from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not in that order. Right. Suck, suck his dick when he wake up on his lunch break. On it's like, girl, no. I, I like, girl, shut up. Like, I, I like, I can't really fuck with that shit. Um, because it's like. I can't, we, we both can't be unlearning the same shit. Well, hold on, well, let, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. You can't promote the shit that I've unlearned. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, for me to unlearn, unlearn and still be unlearning, you know, misogyny, patriarchy, or doing my best to not contribute to um, patriarchy and stuff, you know, unlearn homophobia, unlearn transphobia, um, learn about 
you know, the different um, letters in the LGBTQIA, you know, community and stuff like for all this work that I, I've done and I am continuing to do, you can't come in my life and then promote all the shit that I'm going to learn. Like that, that just ain't going to work. Like my, you know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> you being a head ass is not going to make my dick hard. That's just not how it's going to go. <laughs> So that's one. That's one. That's one thing. <laughs> like you can't be un. You can I can't be unlearning shit that actually benefits me while you promoting shit that doesn't help you at all as a woman. Like you right. sound stupid. Right. I like. Are you the fuck? I'm trying, push, I'm trying to push. I'm trying to push you as a woman and other marginalized groups forward, and you trying to hold yourself back. What can I do with your backwards ass? Yeah, I can't do nothing. Like we we don't have shit to discuss. Like I can't I can't discuss shit with a woman that's like um a perfect example, logged on Facebook, which y'all know I log on Facebook like once every blue moon. Uh log on Facebook and one of the posts I see is a woman from uh, uh that I graduated high school with and she talking about all these bitches lying on these men with this hashtag me too movement shit and it's like what can i what can i say what kind of conversation can we have ain't none because you already starting from you already starting from a head ass place like it can only go backwards so i'm like i'm good like i i um as a matter of fact like um um a story um i was on tinder and one i swiped left on this woman because she had in her bio um what she had, she had not interested in down low men and not interested in bisexual men. And it kind of threw me off. And I can't um, necessarily find, find the words to explain why it threw me off, but it was just something where it's like, I might've been reaching, but for me, it's some, some level of biphobia is there. You know what I mean? Like, because well, it's, it's kind of like, well, let me just say this. So if a body, like, a, so first of all, most most of the people on Tinder um, know what the fuck they looking for when they looking for it. And they they very, um, they very open about what they looking for. Well, don't they tell you on the profile? Yeah, like, tell you the, yeah they tell you. Do you want women or yes. men yeah. or both or? Yes. Okay. So, so it's kind of like the fact that you went out your way to volunteer some shit that nobody even asked you. Like, girl, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like I think that's what it was because it's and, and it kind of reminds me of conversations that we've seen on Twitter where a lot, unfortunately, a lot of um, cishet women's biphobia does count does show um, because. Um, well, at least biphobia towards bisexual men. You know what I mean? Cause we've seen those conversations. Yeah, we've seen those conversations where it's like it's okay for a woman to be bisexual, but if a man is bisexual, then you know it's a whole nother conversation and stuff. And it's you know not all the time, but you know it's a lot of cishet women have a lot of biphobia towards you know what I mean and it's just it, it reminded me of that and it was just off-putting so I swiped left because it just you know like I understand to an extent like the you know the download shit but that's a whole nother can of worms and stuff but it's like why did 
you need to announce that you don't want to don't want to deal, date, talk to. When speaking straight men. Yeah, like it, it was just so off-putting. So it's just like, I what what conversation can I have with you? And I, you know, I'm not bi. You know, I don't identify as bi. But it's just like it was just so extra. off-putting. It was extra. It yeah. So that's the kind of shit where, like, I keep my eyes. Like, I any person that I, you know. Um, tried to date like on Twitter or something like I pay attention like I you know I do you know I see what you're talking about on on your timeline I pay attention to your opinions on various topics I pay attention to your thoughts and stuff and see like if if you well first of all I do that you know if if I got if I want to follow you first of all and that's that ain't even got shit to do with dating <laughs> that's number one but like if I'm thinking of um trying to date you like I do pay attention to your topics on various things uh, when it comes to women's safety, you know, misogyny, homophobia and stuff like that, because like, don't, I, and people can feel how they feel about this, but don't no person that's worth a damn and thinking about de- dealing with somebody on a serious level. Don't nobody want uh, an attractive dummy. Not nobody no. that's worth a damn. Don't nobody want an attractive no. dummy. Like, you know, I if you want, oh, go ahead, Mike. I'm I'm okay on that. Yeah, don't nobody want to attract the dummy. So, um, but it definitely um, on a personal level though, just um, on learning, um, just kind of learning how deep some of the, um, the 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 misogyny and patriarchy runs. You know what I mean? Like it's it's jarring. But it's unnecessary to learn it so you can unpack um, it and be a better man. Um, and one thing, you know, just learning the the the, the pay dis- disparaging, um, just how we don't socialize men to be emotionally intelligent. Um, just the 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 danger that. Um, like I, I used that example earlier, just our mere presence can have um, how, you know. Yeah, I think that's like one of our one of our future show topics is emotional intelligence. And yeah. I feel like men and women fail in that department, but in, in different sub areas. Well, it's a in my it's a power dynamic thing. You know what I mean? Like for women, it's it's kind of like that that example that I used on Twitter a long time ago. Um, and some niggas was in my mentions about, but I I used this example like men being trash versus women being trash. It's both of them are problematic, but they're not on equal footing because of power dynamics. Correct. You know, and it's sim- it's similar to like how. While black people be, can be prejudiced, um, which is problematic in itself, we can't be racist because we don't have the power. To we don't have the some. We don't right. We don't have the systemic power, and that's similar to women. Like I can, um, I can tell you difficulties that I've had dating women and some of the things that I've gone through. Often, um, didn't end up in you being harmed or hurt or violated or raped or correct. Assault. And things like that, yeah. Correct. I think think more, more where women's emotional intelligence 
falls and, and it always goes back to how we're socialized is that um so because we are told that men should provide and women should be subservient and submissive um we've gotten to the point where we look at money as the only uh defining factor in relationships and that's a lot of women's downfalls because a lot of women will get the money aspect of a relationship and their man will have no type of emotional intelligence. And from what I've experienced since Mike and I have been together, a lot of the things that we have gone through has required his emotional intelligence and not money. You know what I'm saying? Like when with dealing with pregnancy, dealing with family issues, dealing with postpartum depression and things like that. Money, money can't fix that. You have to have a partner that has some, emotional intelligence and knows how to be present and accounted for in a relationship. So, so I feel like, like, like you said, the power dynamics are different. Like it doesn't harm men as much as it harms women when we are not emotionally intelligent in relationships and the things that we hold valuable and the, the things that we refuse to unlearn. Because I think a lot of women would be a lot happier if they did not, uh, hold on to patriarchy. Like if, yeah. if they didn't feel they had to be perfect, if they didn't feel they had to fuck like porn stars, cook like your grandma, uh, earn money like like Ivanka Trump and like shit like that. Like if they felt that they could be imperfect in a relationship, they might unlearn a lot of the a lot of the patriarchy and misogyny and like feeling like they gotta compete with trans women and tear them down and this that, and the third. Like stuff like that. I just like I, like Mike said, I will never understand transphobic, homophobic, uh, even misogynist women because it's like you definitely you working against your own self. You kind of yeah. stupid. Well, it's in, um, it's something that I really can't. Um... I can't fuck with, but to an extent, I understand, and maybe this is just my um, own like level of emotional intelligence stuff. Because um, it's, it's it's eternalized misogyny, um, and as just relating it, doing harkening to something that I can relate to. It, um, well, I never well, I never really had this, but I've seen it in other people. It's similar to internalized uh, racism. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, you're in this community, this marginalized community, but because society basically tries to program you to go against your own community, you internalize a lot of shit and hopefully you unpack it and unlearn and say, fuck that shit. But, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people don't. And I and when I see women like that, I just part of, you know, like the pick me's and stuff like a part of me feels for them because I can see clear as day to this internalized misogyny. But it's also something that in my personal life, as far as dating wise, I can't fuck with and I can't really have the space or energy for because I can't. I can't I can't make I can't teach you. And first of all, I don't think it's my place to necessarily teach you. Um, and guide you through unpacking your internalized misogyny and patriarchy. Like I'm, I'm doing the work to do that, and I'm from one of the groups that benefit from this shit. So I don't think it's my place to to, to try to educate you because it could come off as like it could come off as like male feminist TM and woof the ghetto. Yeah. Uh, so 
Um, I feel for him, but I, but on the other hand, it's just something I can't make space for trying to date. It's like, it's like uh, praying for you, sis, but I gotta go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell him, London. Tell him. Yeah, that's that's what it, that's all it is, and that is the same way I feel as a woman seeing other women who behave like that. It's like, ooh, 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 the mental ghetto. Ooh. Take care, girl. Be well soon. Ooh. I don't have to for you. I'm not teaching you. I've taken the time to unlearn shit and 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 be better in my beliefs as a woman and deal with other marginalized groups and you know break these niggas at their back sometimes when they try to play me crazy. Um, you don't have to do the same, sugar. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I hope I hope you take a V eight. I'm responsible for for teaching and and of that nature is is London. Other than that, in other grown women, you got to do the work yourself, or you just have to stay where you are. Yeah, exactly. Tell them boobies. Mm-hmm. You just got to keep being susceptible to the bullshit and and living in that in that mental box of bullshit. So I don't have no energy for that. So I think so. Overall, those are your biggest red flags. So like, are those the only ones though? So like, um, transphobia. Massage. Um, those aren't the only ones. Um, those are like pr- the the biggest ones as far as like social like social <laughs> issues go. But the <laughs> 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 but the other thing I look for is I don't um I don't like like well real real big red flag for me is. Someone that's always in some shit. Like if you always, if you who is mm-hmm, exactly, if you always, <laughs> if you if you always in some shit, like you know, and that kind of you know, again, like even if you pass like my bars, like far as politically and you know social issue wise, like if I always see you in some shit, I'll be like, you know what? Nah, I'm good, I'm good, because like I don't. First of all. I am first of all, I am too goddamn grown and my rent is too goddamn high to be <laughs> trying to fool with somebody that every time I turn around, it's always some drama with you. It's always uh, I, <laughs> and I it's one of Candace's one of your favorite phrases. I can't deal with someone that's always in a, an incessant victim in some shit and they always in some shit. Like I really just don't have the space um or the and you know, because it's easy to not be in shit. And like, I've I've had these conversations with people I've been cool with. Not, not, not necessarily friends, because I don't have to have these conversations with my friends. I don't have to have these conversations with Mike or whatever. And I'm not talking about like petty back and forth, you know, tweeting back and forth over a dumb topic. I'm talking about deep shit, like shit from offline, spill it online, like super mean girl messy. Malicious shit. Like malicious shit, like shit like that. It's, yeah, exactly, boo boo. It's very easy not to engage in that type of shit when you are in a good place in your life. Right, because I mean, now listen, I, I mean, listen, I make times for bullshit. I mean, we have a whole ass podcast dedicated to reality TV. But however. It's the difference between that and like you are like Candace said, you always being in some malicious bullshit or being adjacent to it because of who you hang with. 
so that's one. That's a that's a big red flag for me because and <laughs> Candace and by extension Mike uh us being friends and stuff because y'all know me I'm an old ass nigga I don't have time yeah. for that shit I'll be yeah, and you know and you know what it is though because um, anybody who's following me pre uh, pre Mike pre London or whatever you'll know that I pretty much, I started to come in my own come into my own like 2014 ish like. I really settled down into where I wanted to be in life. You know, all any issues I had, like I started going to counseling and therapy and trying to figure out where I was going wrong and why I might be unhappy and how I could work on myself and not look for on look to other people to work on me and complete me and shit like that. But um, when you are genuinely in a good place in life, and I'm not saying everything is going right. I'm saying when you have some type of grounding in your own life um it's easy not to be caught up in malice and malicious bullshit and to not be tearing people down and and furthering bullshit like even even if i don't like you in 2018 i don't wanna i don't wanna perpetuate uh bullshit about you i don't wanna be bothered with it I don't want to. I don't like you, so I don't want to have anything to do with you. I don't want to be connected to you. I don't want. I don't want to feel like doing any of that. So, like you said, Jeremy, if if all I see of you is you being malicious to people, being mean to people, on and, and like it going beyond Twitter and your NDMs and your clicking up and behind us, like yo, that is a huge red flag, especially because. We like in the you know we too fucking old for that. Like that's too much. I can't deal with that. Listen, Georgia Power be on my ass every month, and this shit is too goddamn high for me to be fooling with you. And you a whole ass adult, and you always in some shit. That is a huge red flag for me. Like I pay attention to how you treat people. You know what I mean? Like how you treat people goes a long way with me because, and I and I always say this like. How you treat people when I'm not around, because I look at it like this. How you treat people when I'm not around is telling of your character. Because if you could treat me good, you could treat me good as fuck. But if you out here, if if you know 10, 10 people and I'm one of them, and you treat me and maybe one other person good, but the other eight people you out here doing some fucked up shit to, I don't want to be cool with you no more. Because you probably, you probably a, fuck, you a fucked up person. Because right. eight out of 10 says you fucked up. Right, like I don't give a damn if you treat me well. If you treat other motherfuckers, now nah, treat 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 other motherfuckers the way you treat me. And if not, we got a problem, and we probably don't need to be cool no more. And that's just on a you know that's even before you get to dating. If you doing that, and I'm thinking about dating you, I'm good, love. No, I, I won't shoot that shot. I will actually zip up my zip up my jacket. I will take my windbreakers, and I will lead the fuck out the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what? And that. I know that that's uh, it's like you might feel like it's harder to because by nature, and I know we hate to admit this, but by nature, women could be catty because we've been socialized to be catty with each other and to compete with each other and to best the next woman and things like that. But at some point, you have to get comfortable enough in your womanhood to say, listen, honey. I got too much shit going on in my real life to be trying to fuss and fight and, and go through the motions with you. And nine times out of 10, you, you a whole ass stranger. I, I'm not about to play with you. Like you said, 
I got bills and shit. I got a baby. I got London and shit. I got a husband and shit. It's hell degrees outside. Imagine, imagine being messy. Degrees in Denver. I got. I, we got goals and priorities. Imagine. I'm finna argue with you. No. Imagine. Imagine. Imagine being malicious to motherfuckers and there's slavery degrees outside. Imagine. Yeah. It's hotter than the devil's asshole. You just in drama. No thanks. It's hotter than it's hotter than it's hotter than the game of spades at the lake of fire, and you up here being messy to people. Imagine. Right. So right. that's that's a huge red flag. Also, <laughs> this is gonna be kind of shady as shit. Oh boy! But I got to say, I got to say it. Oh, so I've gotten older. Another off-putting thing for me is someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be shady shit. It's gonna be hilarious to Candace because she done said this shit too. I think she said it on Ratchet Ramblings. But <laughs> but it's a pet peeve of mine. Someone that's overly sexual on social media is oh! like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> and, I, and I know that might be um rare, quote unquote, to hear like a man say it because you know, and especially straight men, you know, we Ooh, the ghetto, but that's off-putting to me uh, at this stage in my life because it's like, I, listen, I love sex just as much as the next person. Uh, sex is awesome, but at the same time, it's like it's one of those things where it's like I don't, and this is probably maybe problematic on some level. But it was like if you all you talk about is fucking like what what else is like what what else is there for me to go off on like that? And I'm not saying you can't you know, talk about fucking or whatever and have substance and, you know, talk about other issues and stuff, but it's like, that's all you talk about 24-7 on social media is fucking or, 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 hashtag, or hashtag moves all goddamn day. Like, nah, I'm good, Lil. I'm good. If, if you, if you are, if in 2018, you are still tweeting, like it's Twitter after dark from 2009 ah! all the day. I don't want to have no conversations with you. Like, some of these people have been horny for a decade now. <laughs> like, some of these folks been horny for 10 years now. They had no set that they still talk about, oh, I need some hair. Oh, I wish I was giving me pussy head. Oh, I could go for some back shots. Well, get them. Get them. You get your ass Spirit off. Spirit go everywhere. <laughs> going everywhere. You got these airlines. You might have to help. You might have to help push the plane down the runway, but they get you there. Go get you some. Get you some. Like it. And not only that. Typically, people who are that overtly sexual have terrible sex. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like people who tweet like a like not even tweet, but people who talk, tweet, text, whatever, like a Zane book all the time. Typically have bad sex, and if you know the history of Zane and how we found out she was when she was making all the nasty ass books, and that was she, that was a that was a she, fun day on Twitter. That and was, then she was like a yellow Eminem, the yellow Eminem. Yeah, you that was a. Turn off. That was a fun day on Twitter. I think the one of the other fun days on Twitter when we found out that Sears was selling dick. Oh yeah, I remember when we found out Sears was selling uh dildos. Yes, yeah. That shit was hilarious. 
but yeah, that's a but yeah, that's off putting to me. I just I I don't. Um, also, another thing I that's a red flag for me is like always arguing with people online. Like that is that that's off putting to me because it's like who has the time. Yeah, and this yeah. is coming from a motherfucker. I, like, if I want to make fun of a motherfucker, if I feel like carrying on, I carry on, but not all damn day. Like that's just off putting to me. Yeah, I didn't. I you didn't even have to talk about sex all all day. Like it, when they start getting into like that weird shit. Like oh, no, that's the other part. Yeah, when the like, motherfuckers start talking about licking ass, sucking toes, spitting in mouth, like yeah, and, and, and you know, like and you know what it is though. It's not that you do it. Is that you don't have any type of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know what it is. I got you. I got you because I've been thinking this too. You know what it is. It wouldn't be so bad if <laughs> it, it, it comes full circle. It wouldn't be bad if people talked about it like we're adults. I think that's the it's the immaturity of the conversations that is off putting. <laughs> It's like maybe, uh, maybe keep it behind closed doors. Yeah, maybe exercise yeah. some form of privacy with your sex life. Yeah, that 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 also to uh, discern. You know what I mean? I, I, I've watched enough porn to know that like like it's too much porn on the internet to know that people are not uh, sexual deviants. But it's just like. Does it have to be the topic of conversation for you all the time? Yeah. Do you want to take every opportunity to talk about licking somebody's ass or spitting in somebody's mouth or pouring hot sauce on somebody's toes or whatever the fuck they get into? Right. It's just kind of like, if that's what you went into, cool. But once you say it, I'm going to judge you. And then, when you like, talk about, and then when you talk about it, must you talk about it like you on Reddit? Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah, the like, thing. Like I, I really, because if it had I, a sense of maturity, if it had a sense of exactly uh, of maybe like, uh, and then they get weird. Like if you don't do something, they like, oh y'all, y'all sex boring. Yeah, that's, that's 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 the shit. That's the shit right there. It, I don't think it really has anything to do with the shit. It's the shit. Like if you're not into that, then you whack or you trash or. Something wrong with you. Like, no, nigga, you spitting in people's mouths. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, once, you, once you judge me for not doing it, now I'm fixing to judge the fuck out of you for doing it. Now, yeah. fuck you. It's the, yeah, it's the, it's the, um, I mean, there's a level of, of that, you know, the other way too, because the, on the other hand, it's like some, some people that don't do it care way too much that some people are doing it. Um, but it's it again. It's like one nobody uses discern. Well, I won't say nobody, but you you get the gist. Like people don't use discernment. They even when they talk about it, it's so it's it's talked about so juvenilely and so I know that ain't really a word, but fuck it. Um, and so immaturely, like it's off putting. And this is from people that's like grown as fuck. It's like. like could talk about you could like you could talk about sex in a way that it don't sound so disgusting in a bad way. If that make it sound, it comes across disgusting in a really bad way versus, ooh, you nasty, nasty. I'm not a DM you like you be like, oh, I should call the FBI on you. You's a nasty bitch, boy. 
<laughs> too nasty. Uh-uh. Like it, it just gets it it gets uh, to be a bit much. So I, I understand that being a turn off. Because plus once you get like to a certain point and you and you've had sex and you know what good sex is like, it's kinda like uh, I don't really need to be having these kid ass conversations with y'all on this on, on this internet. I'm gonna talk about some other shit. Is that excuse me, exactly. Yeah. So that that about does it. Those like the top things that you be like, mm. Um Yeah, that's about um that's about it. Oh, oh, one more. One more. <laughs> one more. Um Women, uh, women that kind of mm, perform feminism to an extent. Um, let's see, what's the word? I, you know what? You know what? <laughs> women that perform women's empowerment—that is off-putting as fuck. But, they don't, but like you could tell they lying. Yeah, you could exactly. We, you know exactly what I'm talking about, Candace. Like women who like, oh, I'm girl power. You know, I'm feminism, TM, blah blah blah. Okay, okay so this is the. Uh, <laughs> this is the. Tell them London. This is the. Fuck all these niggas, all niggas trash. They worthless. They should all die. They mean nothing to the world. Put them on the island. Let them fight each other and die. And then, what? Meanwhile, they be messing with trash, loving. Yeah, trash. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. It's like you got all this smoke for men, which valid because valid, I mean, valid, valid. But, man, you, but have to, you have to carry it it forth in your real life, not just on Twitter and like. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, you can tell, like. Put it like this: You can tell when women, you can tell the women that that really um, are saying, you know, like men are trash, and this is why, and like you need men need to do this work and unpack, and you know, make it safer uh, and fairer for women, and also beneficial f- for men because we internalize a, a lot of s- shit that's self harming to us, and we don't even realize it. Um, and then you can, but you can tell those women from the women that kind of use misandry, and I really don't like using misandry because it's pretty much like reverse racism. But I, you can tell the women that use it as kind of like they brand, and like it's like, are you really like this, or are you just doing this for the retweets and high fives and stuff? Most so, of them are just for the high fives. Um, yeah. I've gotten away from. Um, Yes, baby, I'm here. I've gotten away from joining in on those kind of tweets because um, things always tend to come about that those those women deal with trash. They they you know befriend trash. They mm-hmm. they don't push this. You niggas need to change agenda for it in their real lives and just on Twitter. And I feel like it's, I feel like I won't say useless on Twitter. But if if you can't correct the immediate the immediate people around you, what good is it really doing? Like, and we've had this conversation before. Like, I am currently 
like so Mike and I are renewing our vows and I I truly and, and if they hear this they hear this but I'm truly truly did not invite some of my family because they have turned a blind eye to one of my cousins being a woman beater I don't want to be around that period if you as a woman are willing to turn a blind eye to a relative beating on a woman we don't have anything to talk about right yeah. I, did, I totally understand that so it's like I, that's one thing that i i put um back away from you know what i mean like um that, <laughs> Um, it's like I pay attention to cause first of all my memory long as a Monday so I, I'm, I, I remember shit so it's like if I see you know women that I might be interested in on social media or whatever and I see you see them conversing with niggas that I know to be trash or have been exposed as being trash and it's like oh okay oh well you know I'm good love enjoy you know uh, skirt skirt nope so you know, that's the thing for me. It's like you can tell who you can tell who's performing um performing men are trash and you can tell who's like, yeah, men men are trash and this is why and like men really do need to uh, learn and unpack then it'll be beneficial for everybody, you know. So I, t- I tend to shy away from the from the former because you can tell it's a performance and it's their brand or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but that's but that's it. Those are those are some some good red red flags, and I, I think that if you are a man who is unlearning a lot of shit, that's some stuff you should definitely look for too. And then uh, enjoy dating, though. You know, yeah. I, I know, like when your last relationship ended, um, you know, you were skeptical about dating, and I was like, no date. You know, just get back out there. You don't have to get in a relationship. And so uh, I am happy to see you dating and, and not trying to force your way into a situation and act as if the world is ending tomorrow. So you need to be married today. So uh, that that is a good thing. Yeah, um, that's a uh, yeah, I, I was uh, skeptical, but I am, you know, back dating but you're right like I'm enjoying it and I'm not like trying to get you know pitched tomorrow or whatever you know what I mean like it's because it, honestly it's some stuff uh, from that last relationship that I learned that I do need to work on you know what I mean? that's also you know like that's why I said other than that one situation like I have a good relationship with everybody that I've dated even if it doesn't work didn't work out you know what I mean because it doesn't that's the other thing like everybody that you date um, it doesn't have to end in tragedy. You know, it doesn't have to end in despair. It doesn't have to end with y'all at odds or, you know, at each other's throats. You know what I mean? Like, I genuinely believe, like, if it just doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But if y'all can maintain, you know, a friendship or a good relationship and stuff, you know, that's a good thing. And you can grow and learn from it. And you can, both of you can take whatever lessons that you learn and, um, from it and grow um and you can carry it on you know 
in your um going forward in your dating life and that's what i've done i've done a lot of self-reflecting i've you know done things where it's like oh i could have did done that better and uh, oh i can see why that was something that i messed up in or something i need to correct going forward and stuff um and and also what i what i know that some things um that i can't necessarily budge on um but other things i definitely can and what i want to enjoy while i'm dating you know, because I think that's the best way to date, though. It's like yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't have to be directly trying to be married within the next, you know, that year or so, or trying to make something serious. I feel like that's when you really come into your own person. You really get to know yourself better. Yeah. Um, I mean, quiet as I mean, quiet as kept shit. My last relationship, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't look, and I just was like, oh, one day, shit. Oh, I met somebody dope, and shit, we fucked around and fell in love, and was in a long distance relationship. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> the last one, <laughs> the last one <laughs> wasn't me actively looking, but I think that is the, like, you're right. Like, that's the the best way to date, where you're not, you know actively looking you like you know sometimes you don't mess around and you know you might be in a relationship or you know you might date and you know it don't work out but you know you might date some more and stuff so it's a the, the point is you it should be fun you know, yeah. that's the most important thing absolutely i just think people have a hard time doing that sometimes i'm, I'm like a go with the flow ass nigga so <laughs> well, you are a New York nigga, Mike, so it makes sense. Like I'm like it is. This is what it is. Like the shit I can, the shit that I can immediately control, I I put a hand on it. The shit that I have no control over, I just say fuck it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's always been my motto. So I don't see it changing no time soon. Yeah. Can can I don't have no bad words for that. It seems, it seems to work out for it. So, so Jeremy, you on our way out the door, you have any shout outs, closing remarks, anything you want to say, anything you want to tell the people? Uh, first of all, shout out to y'all for having me. Uh, and shout out to y'all because I'm proud of y'all in this uh, venture that y'all are doing. Uh, this is going to be dope. Uh, hashtag content. Content. Um, you know what? We we gotta put that on the shirt. But um <laughs> <laughs> uh shout out to um shout out to Don uh for you know me and him are kinda in this thing together in this uh joint ownership of CSPN. Uh shout out to Classic for while being retired and living his best best life, still helping me and Don behind the scenes. Yeah. Um shout out shout out to my, my niece, Hey London. <laughs> she she, she waving. Waving. <laughs> <laughs> We we stand a self aware queen. Yes. Um, shout out to um, uh, shout out to our friend Curtis because uh, we know he gonna listen when this shit come out. Um, yeah, we gonna he's gonna listen, and I'm gonna we're gonna have Curtis on for a show. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. Um, shout out to um. Mm, let's see who else I give a shout out to. Shout out to all my other close friends, um, Misha, Coney, Liz, um, uh, Lauren. Uh, shout out to um, hmm. Tay. Tay, yeah, 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 Thank you, friend. Thank you. See, 
when you do friendship, <laughs> shout out. Speaking speaking of, that's who y'all need to have on because they out here trying to snatch up somebody or uh, daddy. Uh, Definitely gonna have Chloe and her uh, her milk, uh, her short milk haircut on the show. Right up there, looking like Monica. We see you. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, that's all the shout. Oh, shout out to um, shout out to Rashani and Shante over single simulcast. Can't forget. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's all, all I got for the shout outs, and I'm proud of both of y'all. And this shit again, hashtag content. Yes. <laughs> Yo. Yep. So yeah. Oh, one more, one more, one more, one more. Shout out to Mama White Diamonds. Ooh. Yes. We're gonna try to get her on the show as well, and talk about you know being being you know single a good portion of her life and. With yeah. this date, with yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I just gotta make sure she don't deviate and call OJ OG ugly. She probably is gonna call somebody ugly, but that's just <laughs> that anyway, because that's just how she is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so on our way out the door, we gotta remind you that at the CSPN, we do have a lot of great sponsors, and I feel like some of the good ones, if you listen to the show. Cause it's about relationships and things like that. You got Wink Wine Co. So get your little, get your little sip on while you listen to the show and Blue Apron. Cause I, if you like me and you stay in the queen who don't feel like uh, going grocery shopping sometimes, and shit happens. Um, and I am a, a huge Blue Apron fan. And then if you're gonna get saucy, you got Adam and Eve. But then there's a lot more sponsors, um, and you can find it over at the CSPN.us website. And it says shop our sponsors link and it, it's no extra cost to you. And when you click the link, it just helps us to keep the bills paid. And so that we all aren't coming out of pocket and it keeps the shows free. And then you can listen to Crown and the Collars, Ratchet Ramblings, Bad and Boozy. And um, some other, you know, great shows that we will have coming. So with that said, we will see y'all back next week. Same time, London over here patting her chest, coughing like she's 42. <laughs> she is doing amazing. But we will see y'all back next week. Thank you for tuning in. We out. Out. Peace.